are called to be patient when people talk to us and we are called to hear them out. The Apostle Paul talking to the king said, Thank you for hearing me out, even though what I'm about to say you are going to completely disagree with and it's going to cause you to want to interrupt me. Have any of you ever been in a situation like that? Where people are wanting to talk to to you about something that you absolutely disagree with and you're constantly wanting to interrupt them to tell them they're wrong or to show them where they're wrong. But the Bible says that the gift of the spirit of patience helps us hear people out even when we disagree with them. Very practical. The third situation that we read in Scripture is that we are taught to be patient with other people whose behavior does not please us. Rather than simply moving against them with a violent display of anger, we give them time for change to occur. In other words, here's how we become patient with each other. I recognize in a group like this, each of you were probably raised uh, by parents with different levels of patience as it related to your bad behavior. Some of us grew up in the age where when we could still be spanked with belts before it was considered child abuse lent us to the point where we begin to recognize that we should respect authority. In fact, kids today, you have it easy. Just want you to know that. I also think that there's a reason why we see so much disrespect in a younger generation. That's not part of the message, and I'll just stop right there. But the Lord says that there's an aspect of dealing with people patiently when they do things that we don't like. The fourth aspect that we saw in Scripture is we're called to have patience while waiting for the future inheritance which has been given to us. There are going to be days when you just simply need to stop and say, Lord Jesus, I know that you're coming and you have the last word. Back in the olden days, in fact, we sang this song, uh, actually, we heard it as a special last week about... um, I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. You remember those songs? And and, uh, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. And that was because things on earth were so hard that we couldn't wait to get to heaven. We've worked things out now so that things on earth sometimes aren't so bad so that we're not so anxious to get to heaven. But stress causes you to want to get to heaven. Stress causes you from time to time to want things on earth to change. But I want you to know I believe that we are entering a stage of of existence on earth where it will be once again the church is going to be looking and saying I'm patiently waiting for my inheritance I know Jesus is coming I know I belong to him I know I've been faithful to him and I will be rewarded as a result of it I'm going to be patient while I wait for my inheritance to come from Jesus and fifthly even when we're called to patience while waiting there are some times that we have received promises in the word Some of you have talked to me about these things where you feel the Lord has spoken to you and said, these things are going to come to pass. I'm I'm, I'm standing on this promise of the word for my family or for something to take place. And I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to macro through me. I'm going to wait patiently. I'm long fused because I know God has promised it. And I know that if he's promised it, it will come to pass. And I will not let go of the promise of God. I will be patient while the Lord works out the details to get all those things to come to pass. So patience is described for us in Galatians 5.22 as a self-restraint. It does not involve the idea of retaliating or promptly punishing, but instead it says that we will not surrender to the circumstances in an instant. But with the help of the Lord, we will be long-fused 
as it relates to anger. The second word in the New Testament that is interpreted for us in our Bible as patience is the word hupomene, which is H-U-P-O-M-E-N-E, hupomene. It is a verb as it relates to us, and it comes to us to mean an activity that we take to remain in or to abide in or to stay behind or to remain under. In other words, it has a more active quality to it than macrothumia. A person who is simply patient in macrothumia avoids getting ticked off. But hypomene is a person who has the resiliency and can stand the stress and the staying power to remain faithful even when you are in the midst of persecution. Romans chapter 5 verse 3 has this word in it. But it says, but we rejoice also in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces hupomene. It produces in us the ability to remain patient as things get difficult. It tells us that there will be suffering in this life, that there will be hardships. And with the help of the Lord and the fruit of the spirit of patience that we can endure that. I, I often think of this as it relates to prayer requests, because our prayer requests generally fall into the category of, Lord, I'm facing this thing and I'm asking you to take this load off of my shoulders. And there are days when he does that instantaneously, and we consider that miraculous. When the load is instantly removed or God instantly does something and the circumstances are changed, and all we can do is say, thank you, Jesus. There's the other aspect of that. When we are under a load for whatever reason and we come to the Lord and we say, Father, here I am, I'm facing this. Would you please do something about it? And instead of removing that, he says, I will give you the hupamine. I'll give you the strength, the patience to carry that load because I'm working something out in you that if I remove it from you, you will not reach the growth stage I need you to. Because he says that with the hupamine, it produces a quality within us. It produces a character in us. Now, for those of you who have had the chance to do some traveling around the world and see churches in different places, you recognize that some of the strongest Christians I've ever seen come from places where the churches are being persecuted. Some of them are even in illegal places. And these are amazingly strong people because the hupamine, the patience, that comes to be resilient in the face of adversity has helped them and it has developed in them a character which is the nature of Christ that only He can do. And so we begin to see this at work. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, in this chapter on love, he says that love is patient. That first word was the macrothumia. He says it's long-fused. But in verse 7, the same word that is translated that says our love endures. Hupamine. It means that it will remain faithful even when it's not easy to love. Patience pulled together. And so what he is saying in that chapter to us, he says, love endures. It has staying power. It persists. Basically, he's saying love has a long fuse. It is God in its nature, agape love, and it has a staying power. So what qualities are important in your life? And what qualities are important in your life that others can see and take part in and recognize? Because all of these are given to us by God himself. When you see the attributes of God or the qualities of God, the traits of God, theologians have divided these into two different categories. One of them are communicable attributes and the other are incommunicable attributes. 
the attributes of God that He will not give us, the incommunicable attributes, are the fact that He's all-knowing, that He's all-powerful, and that He's always present. Now, I do think that some mothers have the ability to be everywhere at the same time. My mother seemed to have a unique ability to know what we were doing even when she wasn't there. Don't know how that works. Must be a spiritual gift. But God does not communicate these parts of his intrinsic nature to us. But he does have communicable attributes that he gives to us. We've talked about them. God is love, the first fruit of the Spirit. He communicates that to, to, to us. We are called to be a people of love. God is filled with joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Therefore, we are called to be a people of joy. God is a God of peace. Therefore, we are called to be a people of peace. And God is a God of patience. He is slow to anger. And for that, I am forever thankful. Because I try his patience all the time. Verse Peter 3.20 says, God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. The things that were taking place during that period of time had to make him angry, but he was patient because he was working out a plan. Second Peter 3.9, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promises, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but to everybody to come to repentance. Now let me tell you this. That verse means this to you. God has given some of you a lot of chances. Some of you have been through accidents before you came to know Christ that should have taken your life, and it didn't. Because God's given you another chance. Some of you come to church all the time because you like the environment, but you have not yielded your life to the Lord, and He is giving you chance after chance after chance. And for those of you that have joined us on Wednesday nights as we have been examining the aspect of of eternity and what it will be like for us. You need to understand that just because you are comfortable in this atmosphere does not mean that you have personally made a commitment to Christ. And just because you say the prayer doesn't necessarily mean you're in. That it requires of you a lifestyle. Some people in some churches have said, and, and we may even be guilty of that here because of times that I've just led people in the prayer of salvation, but I want you to understand the prayer of salvation is a door that you open into a life that you then live. And if you believe that you can just say the prayer and say, Lord, come and forgive my sins, and instantly you're in the club without ever having to follow through on a lifestyle that pleases Him, then you're going to be su supremely disappointed when He says, I never knew you. But the Lord is giving you chances because of His patience with you. So how does patience come to us? What are things that we can do? I want to suggest to you four ways, and this is by no means an exhaustive list. It was just some things that I thought were practical to us that might help us. The first thing that we can do to help patience come to us is Jesus must be present in your life. Jesus must be present in your life. Now, that does not mean that there are people that don't know Christ that aren't patient. What it does mean is that there is a divine patience. There's an aspect of Christ's personality lived through us that gives us the ability to be macrothumia and hupomene in situations when others would lose it. And the only way that you can explain that is because you have invited Jesus Christ into your life. As I, as I mentioned at the outset, that when... 
When Mary became pregnant by the Holy Spirit planting the seed of Jesus in her, and he grew in a physical body until she gave birth, that same terminology is used for us when we receive Christ into our life, that the seed of Jesus is planted in us. We become a new creature or a new species because of what Jesus is doing on the inside of us and that it begins to have attributes that work outside of us so that people recognize that there are things happening through us that only God can do. One of those is patience when things get difficult. So you may be a patient person by nature, but you do not have the gift or the spiritual gift of patience unless Jesus Christ lives within you. And He desires to produce that nature of Christ in you. The second thing that we can do is patience is linked with the other fruit of the Spirit. We need to begin to develop all of these. Patience is not something that's isolated. But it is in connection with these. It's in linkage with the other fruit of the Spirit. In fact, patience is the fourth place in the development, according to this list, of the fruit of the Spirit of your life. And I really believe, as I've done some studying on this, that it's not accidental. It wasn't like this list was just thrown out there in some random order, but that there was an order to this list for a purpose. Paul does not start us off by saying, first of all, we have to have the fruit of the Spirit of patience. He begins by saying the fruit of the Spirit that we need to develop first is the Spirit of love. Because that is the trunk of the tree of which everything else will grow from. We have to be loving people. And then from that, then joy, and then peace. And do you begin to realize that if you and I are really beginning to walk in being loving people, and being joyful people, and being peaceful people, that patience almost comes naturally as a byproduct of that. If we are living the first three, the fourth one becomes easier and we don't need to buy coffee cups to show everybody how patient we are. It's extremely difficult for a loving person and a joyful person and a peaceful person to be short-fused because it would go against their nature. Loving, joyful, peaceful people have a good quality of patience already going for them So we shouldn't try to develop that trait in our life isolated from the other fruits of the spirits that the Lord is calling us to. In fact, I was reading one author that was describing the fruit of the spirit and he used this as an illustration and I thought maybe I would read it to you. He said, I think of the inner linkage of the fruit of the spirit like maybe you could think of the Panama Canal. If you were coming on a ship and you were entering the canal from the Atlantic side, you would know that the Pacific Ocean is higher than the Atlantic Ocean. And the terrain of Panama is such that there has to be a lifting of the ship going through the canal after it's and after it's lifted, it must be lowered somewhat. This lifting and lowering is done through several sets of locks in the Panama Canal. These locks are about a thousand feet in length, 110 feet wide. And when a ship enters from the Atlantic side, it comes into the first set of locks and the locks will lift that ship 85 feet. The ship is then pulled back into the first lock and the massive steel gates behind it are closed. and The water begins to come in and lift this ship. It, be, it continues filling the lock until the water level is the same as the next step. And then this is repeated until it finally comes out on the last side level. The fruit of the Spirit are like the locks at work within our life. Because we enter from the ocean side without Christ. We are far lower than what we need to be both in personality and actions. And the object of the Christian life is to move from the ocean of our personality into the ocean of Christ's personality. Because the Scripture says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives within me. 
And so as I move through the fruit of the Spirit, the Lord begins to elevate me more and more into His personality. And He does His work in my life. The third way that we can apply becoming more patient people is by lowering the temperature of anger in our life. If you take a pan of water that you get hot out of your faucet and you put it onto an already hot element, it will not take it very long to reach a boiling point. If you take a pan that you've had in the freezer and it's nothing but an ice cube and you put that on that same element, it will take it substantially longer to get to a point where it even melts before it can start to warm up and then begin to boil. I believe that the intent of this passage of Scripture as it relates to the fruit of the Spirit of patience is that the Lord, when He comes into our life, brings to us a coolness that keeps us cool in the hotness of the world. That the Lord... In fact, we hear these terms all the time. Just cool down. What do you say to people when they're about to lose it? Just cool down. Hey, hold on. Take a deep breath. Cool down. And for some of you, you live in such a state of on the, on the edge of the boiling point that people don't want to be around you. Because they're wondering, what is it next that's going to make you take that one degree more and... And so when the Lord comes into our life and He begins to set up His personality within us, one of the things that He does is to cool down the pan of our anger. Angry people that come to Christ are easy to see transformed because Christ brings a peace to them. He brings a love. He cools them down. And when those things begin to take place, when you begin to see the temperature of anger lower down on people, you can begin to recognize God is at work within them. So I ask you this question, what is it that sets you off? There are certain things that set every one of us off. And we need to be aware of what they are. And we need to be conscious of what they are. And we need to visually begin to see ourselves as cooling down when we get in those situations. And take a breath. There are a lot of things that run through our mind. In fact, any sin that is arrested in the mind never becomes a part of your past. I want you to think about that for a minute. If you can arrest a thought or arrest a word or arrest an emotion in your mind becomes it, before it becomes an explosive part of your action, it will never be something that you will have to, be asked, that you will have to ask forgiveness for. The Spirit of God begins to set up within us. And as He begins to work this patience in us, He does His work on the inward side so that we can take those thoughts and we can take that anger and we can take that response and we can let Him put His hand on it and just cool it down. Just cool it down. It's all right to take a walk rather than to say something you shouldn't. It's all right to say, I need a moment. It's all right to back away. You don't always have to be aggressive in every situation that happens that you don't like. It is good, especially in a marriage relationship, to not both of you become heated at the same time. Because when that begins to collide, there are generally wounds that last for a long, long time. 
And so the Spirit of the Lord helps you come in and cool down. Fourthly, recognize the harmful consequences of the lack of patience. When we are impatient with others, when we are impatient with God, when we are impatient with life situations or with ourselves, it begins to force us into activities. And when we act in an impatient manner, number one, it destroys things. Some of you are throwers. There have been many a dish that didn't make it back to the cupboard. Sometimes it hurts others. Some of you have a unique quality to be able to think and respond very quickly. And when somebody says something to you, you cut back with words so fast that they are whittled down to nothing right before you and it hurts others. When you react in ways when you lose your patience, it affects the way people look at you. I was part of a, I can't remember if it was a Christmas party or a Valentine party, 30 years ago at the very first church that I was a youth pastor at, and they had this game where they put two men in seats facing each other, and they put blindfolds on you and gave each of us a pillow. And we were supposed to sit in the seat and swing at the other person. We sat down one man and put the blindfold on him, and he thought he was across from another man, and really they moved the other seat and they give his wife a pillow. And so the whistle starts, and the wife is over there, and of course she can see everything he's doing, and she's just pop, pop, pop. And the man that was sitting in the seat, you could see, after being hit a few times and swinging and hitting nothing, you could see the veins in his neck beginning to stick out. And then in his forehead. And instead of just swinging playfully, it began to be, ah! Ah! And in one of his swings, he reached out so far that he caught her in, in the loop of the pillow, and she fell down at his feet. And feeling that body at his feet, he started going, boom, 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 and just whacking her. About the fourth time, she screams out, stop, stop. And he just kept going, boom, boom, and the rest of us are going. We just begin to back away. And finally, the pastor dove in, grabs this man, and hangs on to him and begins to yell his name in his ear. Stop! 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 And he rips the blindfold off, and his wife is laying there, humiliated, messed up her hair. She's going, why did you stop? And he goes, because I wanted to win! You know, people didn't have pillow fights with him ever again. In fact, people viewed him differently because of his explosion in anger. And it changed the way people viewed that individual. That's one of the consequences that we face in losing patience. It wounds others. And when we do not have a long fuse to anger, anger spills out and it maims and it hurts. Chances are the things that we are most ashamed of in our life Many of them were caused by not being long-fused people. Not being macrothumia. Or reacting poorly when the stress and the pressure was on and not tapping into the help of the Lord and the hoopamine of patience, which is fruit of the Spirit He desires of us. 
The Lord calls us to patience in Thessalonians 5.14. He says, And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak. And then it says this, Be patient with everyone. Everyone, Lord? Really? Everyone? Can I just choose a list? It says, Be patient. Be long-fused with everyone. But Lord, you don't know what they did. Yes, I do. I know what they did to you. I know what they said about you. I know what they're still saying about you. I know what they're saying when they're talking behind your back. I know what they're saying when they're trying to stir other people up. It doesn't remove you from having the fruit of the Spirit of patience to be long-fused with them. He calls us to recognize that this kind of patience comes from Him and His presence in our lives, and it is a renewable resource. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It's renewable. He doesn't let you fill your tank up once and then run to empty. His presence in your life renews your ability to be patient every day. And if I'm not patient, and if I insist on pushing things and trying to get things done, even in situations that are not yielding, and I push and I push, I not only wreck what I'm trying to do because of my impatience, but critically, my impatience is going to hurt others around me as well, and it removes an opportunity for God to work a situation out His way. Over and over again, I'm realizing as we look at these fruits of the Spirit that we must allow the Lord to develop each one of them in His own way in, our, in His hands. It requires of us that we must truly commit our ways to Him because we are in His hands. I'm going to ask that you would bow your heads, please. Because I recognize today that there are some of you that are wrestling with situations. And there's not one thing that you can do about it on the outside. You can't change the situation. Anything you do is only going to make it worse. And I want you to know today that God is calling you to be macrothumia, long-fused in your anger. God is asking you to engage in the patience of Christ for some of you, situations are very difficult and you said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's calling you to the hoopamine, to be strong in the moment that he will strengthen you with the fruit of patience in your life. Because God wants your life to be lived in such a way that other people see his glory in you. And when everything is good, that they don't often see that glory. It's when things are difficult and we live in such a way to please him that He gets the glory. And so the Holy Spirit calls you and calls me to develop patience in our life. Whenever patience is developed, our trust in the Lord increases. So let me pray for you. Our Father, there are young people here who just can't wait to graduate. Others just can't wait to get married. There are people in this congregation who just can't wait to see some difficult circumstance that they're wrestling with resolved. Some, they've long hoped that you would just lift the burden from their shoulders because it's tough to wait. 
Sometimes in waiting, we will lose our joy in this moment. And we realize the terrible thing that we do in life when we are so future-oriented and so impatient with what's going on in our own life today that we don't savor the moment and live in the present to the hilt. Lord, we do not want to see or have seen patience in our life as a weak thing, but Father, we know that when You are at work within us, it is Your strength that will bring patience in our life that others will see it as an incredible gift that only God could give. And I pray that by Your Spirit, since these are spiritual fruit and it is the personality of Christ lived out in us, that You would put Your calm resolve in our soul and in our being. And that we would have a trustful perspective as it relates to You. And so, Father, I commit us into Your hands in this way, that You would help us to be people of cool when things get hot. That You would help us to be People a long fuse when others are trying to light that fuse. That you would help us to be people of faithfulness when the stress of our life gets too much and that we can simply run to you and recognize because you are in us, you can live through us. So I ask your blessing upon this people today, Lord. And I ask it in your name. Amen. I'm going to ask that you would stand with me, please. As we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, the qualities of Christ within us, there may not be anything that is more important to those around us than this one. They love to be loved, love to see joyful, happy, peaceful. But when it comes to patience, long-fused, able to endure, this begins to be a behavioral fruit that others see in us. Others are emotional and, and, and refer to a personality nature. This one becomes behavioral. Now we're seeing God working things in us and through us. And so I pray that we will be a people that behaviorally live out the fruit of Christ within us. Because then when we do that, we have earned the right to speak influentially into their lives. Because of what Christ has done within us. If you're here today and you say, boy, that's long-fused. I've not been described as long-fused. But I'm wanting to develop that nature of Christ within me. Then in just a moment, we're going to open the altars. And if you would like to come and just spend some time in the Lord, you can do that. If you feel that you must go, you can do that today as well. If you're here today and you have a physical need or a need within your life, I'm going to be asking our prayer team to come and they'll be here to anoint you with oil. But let's, let's be a people that will be persistent this week in making sure that we let the patience, the long-fused nature of God, and the strength in difficult times, let's let God live that out in us. Help us to cool down in those moments. And let's see what He'll do in us. Father, thank You for this time together when we have studied Your Word. I pray that You'll take the nuggets of truth and plant it in us so that we can in turn change the way we live to be more like you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.